Hello, I'm Tyler Smith, and this is More Than One Lesson, uh, episode 21. So, uh, very exciting. Our, <laughs> uh, those who listen to Battleship Pretension know that uh, we had a, a very high-profile, very exciting guest, and, uh, and he was nice enough to uh, join me for this episode, uh, for this other podcast as well. Uh, so we got Doug Jones with us. Doug, how are you? I am good. Thank you so much for having me again, Tyler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's no problem. So... Um, all right. So for those that don't know, uh, Doug has been uh, in, you know, he's been acting for 20 years. He's been in uh, a lot of very notable films, uh, especially in the last 10. Um, for example, the Hellboy films, uh, which we talked about in episode 11, I believe. Uh, and then uh, Pan's Labyrinth, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh, he's shown up in uh, a lot of television. Uh, he has a film coming up uh, that will probably be on DVD uh, called My Name is Jerry, in which he... Gets to take the, the makeup off mm-hmm. and uh, just just be himself. And, so. and a, a lesser known, well, a lesser known uh, thing that, that a lot of a lot of people have grown up with is a mm-hmm. Halloween movie called Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, that's I right. Was Billy Butcher's and the dead guy in that who came <laughs> back to life and yeah, but yeah, but that's and that's another one like because a lot no. of a lot of. Uh, a lot of Christian kids, especially the homeschooled ones, uh, don't get to watch films like that. I I didn't get to watch movies like that when I was a kid. So yeah. uh, so the fact that I'm in it now, uh, uh, there's an explanation for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have answers for all that this hour. Okay, we'll, yeah. okay, we'll get there. Uh, so uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start uh, at the beginning. A very good place to start. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I can't believe I just made that reference. I don't even like that movie. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so. <laughs> So the sorry, sorry everybody. Uh, so we just recorded BP with uh, Doug here, and uh, I'm in kind of a we're kind of in a relaxed, and admittedly, I'm in kind of a silly mood, a giggly mood. So, exactly, say. sure. So, uh, so yeah, I apologize if I wind up making some kind of weird tangent or something like that. But uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go back to the beginning. So you were ra- where were you born originally? Uh, I'm, I'm an Indianapolis, Indiana raised boy. Uh, yes. That's the Midwest. To those of you who don't know, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> flyover country, a, you know. exactly the flyover zone. And um, but a lot of good, solid people come from there. My parents mm-hmm. being two of them. All right. And uh, I I love the Midwest. I love going home there. Life is simpler, and relationships seem to mean more. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, wherever you were born, wherever home is for you, seems to be. A comfortable place to return one yeah. day even you know we all want to get out of there you know yeah. at some point to discover the world and conquer it but uh but it's still home isn't it yeah mm. um and so so you're raised uh, in indianapolis as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. um and as we uh briefly talked about before we started recording uh you were raised uh, in the church yes uh and so so the first question that i that I have is uh, how did you at like at what age and what were the circumstances uh, in which you first decided you know what this uh, this performing thing uh, is for me mm-hmm. uh, like what how did that come about hmm. do you like do you have a spe- I don't really have a specific memory of it myself yeah uh, do you yeah uh, it wasn't like a one day thing that right. turned the page for me right it's more of just a of a personality who I am and uh, and how I responded to the world around me mm-hmm. that led me into that love yeah um uh, I was an awkward child. Mm-hmm. I don't know any child that doesn't think he was awkward, but no, truly. Yeah. If you'd seen pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I'm a very tall, skinny person. I don't know if you know that or not. Uh, yeah. And in, in the grade school era, it was way worse. I was the tallest kid. I was the skinniest kid. Mm-hmm. Long, skinny neck, no chin, and a huge overbite. It's like I was just destined to be mocked. <laughs> um, 
Now, uh, uh, with that came a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a survival technique to become the class clown. I wanted to control when they laughed instead of having it be because I walked in the room. I would have it be because I had did something that I knew was funny. Right. Uh, that's where all, all of my, my very animated delivery came from. That's where all my facial expressions, all my flailing of hands and legs came from mm-hmm. was me overcompensating for please don't look at the real me. Please notice all of this nonsense I'm doing out here first. Yeah. And then you can laugh at that. Yeah. Uh, so that's where the performing me was born. Yeah. It wasn't on official stage or on camera yet, but that's where, where putting on a facade to get a reaction came from. Hmm. Um, what led, but the home... Uh, in television and film would have been awakened in me when I would go home from school and the TV was there. The TV mm-hmm. became a very, very tight, close friend of mine Yeah, uh, with shows like Dick Van Dyke and the Mary Tyler Moore show and the old I Love Lucy reruns and um, variety shows like Carol Burnett and right. Donnie and Marie, Sonny and Cher, uh, the Tom Jones show. I mean, it, any it, The variety shows were huge back then. We've got music, you've got comedy sketches, you've got... Uh, families resolving their issues in a half hour sitcom. Yeah. You know, um, that was a life that I understood somehow. And that was a life that I escaped into. And when you see characters like Barney Fife played by Don Knotts uh, right. on the Mayberry RFD uh, series with Andy Griffith, um, that character, I, I, I connected with him. I, mm-hmm. I understood him. He was this goofy guy that didn't look like he fit in, yeah. but he got laughs. And and to laugh at my jokes is to love me. That's mm-hmm. kind of where, where I started. Yeah. So, um, so that was that was. If, if those people have become my best friend, then I must be in show business so I can meet them and be and, and befriend them and others like them. So yeah. that that was where the love and, and the desire came from. Okay. And then that uh, you know uh, I would say. Uh, my uh, experience is very much the same where, you know, uh, although physically opposite, you know, overweight child mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's, and people are laughing at you and it's just like, well, here's what I'll do. Problem mm-hmm. solved. <laughs> <laughs> solved at the time, uh, compounded into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, if I make fun of myself. Right. Then I beat them to you the punchline. Exactly. And then they, maybe they'll start laughing with me and then, right. All of a sudden, they start to associate me as a guy they want to hang out with because mm-hmm. I make them laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so yeah. And and often, I think that 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 general, as you say, like that general facade, kind of almost leads somebody to want to perform. Well, being on stage is very yeah. it feels like home. It yeah. does. It's familiar, and we and we understand it. And laughter and applause and reaction from an audience yeah. is a way of saying I love you. Yeah. Uh, that we take it that way yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so you move. So you started doing. Uh, did you start to do like theater or just? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, anytime there was any kind of performance to be done at my schools, wh- okay. um, whether it was junior high, high school, um, I was the first one to raise my hand and, and volunteer for it. Okay. Um, that would be our, our you know spring musical variety shows, our the fall play, the whatever whatever there was. I I did it. A pep rally skits mm-hmm. to say go team this weekend in the football game. I was the guy on stage at the pep rally doing a skit, playing like I was the coach or whatever. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in pep rally skits. Yeah, I know they're good. They're fun. It's a great audience. The audience is, is with very with you at a pep You'd rally. You think so? Yeah, totally. Uh, in uh, you would think mine, so. They... What happened? Oh well, Tyler? no. It just uh, it was more. <laughs> we were more just like the 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 part of the pep rally that had to be tolerated yeah. before the athletes came out and okay. got cheered on. It's fine. Anyway, but. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but were we talking about me? I'm yeah, kidding. I'm, I'm, kid- s- I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There's no question the listener is already is already thinking that. Oh, um, precious. But, uh, 
<laughs> so the um, so uh, did like did this develop into like a when you were younger and you're starting to perform? Uh, this, did this develop into like a life goal of yours? It's like yes. this is absolutely what I want to do. Absolutely, yes. And then did you see like how did? How did you originally envision that? Did you think like, okay, well, I'll do theater or I'll do film or television? Yeah. Like, what was the I, initial goal? I had no idea okay. how, one, how one transitions into it professionally. No idea. Yeah. But the dream stayed very much alive. Okay. And for me, it was just a matter of, uh, you know, being brought up in the church, like you said, mm-hmm. and having, a, having um, a being bigger and smarter than myself to mm-hmm. rely on. I, well, let's call him God. Well, I, <laughs> right. Uh, you could call him the universe. Uh, I know that. Uh, not so, today. I don't have not to. Not today. Yeah. Uh, no, I never have to. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, with with uh, the looming presence of God in my life, a happy presence, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that gives you a faith and a hope about the future. It, it can. It gave me a faith and hope about the future that I didn't have to figure it all out for myself. I didn't have to know every step of the way for the next five years until right. I get there. Um, it was just one of those things where on my knees in prayer, uh, you know, God, you gave me these dreams. Please find me a way to uh, express them and, yeah. to, and to live them out. And uh, so I sit here today, you know, as a 49-year-old man mm-hmm. uh, with a career behind me that, 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 I, that I'm sitting on top of going, wow, well, that's, it happened, you yeah. know. And, and, and through no effort of my own, I don't think, yeah. I responded to the call when it's come, absolutely, with preparation under my belt. But, uh, but I can't create those opportunities for myself. I never have been able to. Um, yeah. Uh, that that comes from a godly nudge, uh, telling whispering in the ear of a studio executive or a director or a casting person to get a hold of me, yeah. and and then it's always the right call at the right time. So I I can't you know yeah you for that yeah you mentioned uh, on the other show and just uh, in in us talking uh, that that a lot of the time it's you know it's it's studios and and movies seeking you out and so mm. you know sometimes at this point. You know, stuff just kind of falls in your lap. It's if, you know, a certain right. kind of character comes along and people are like, oh, well, there's only one guy for that is Doug Jones. <laughs> it, it, thankfully, that's happened. Yeah. I, I know. And I would never boast about that because that can that can that can stop as soon, as fast as it started. Right. So I, I, I I'm very thankful and grateful for yeah. that. Yeah, I've something that I in in my own life, something that I've I've come to realize is just like when something like fortunate, like an or an opportunity just like falls in your lap. Mm hmm probably best not to be like oh man how lucky i am like look how aw-, you're, yeah. or or certainly to take credit for it yourself um mm-hmm. and just to to say like oh well clearly this is uh you know a, a god thing is something that people will hear in the church right, a lot right. um but uh <laughs> but to yeah to go back so so you started to develop these goals um how was uh in in your church community what was the response to that where people right. uh well no, no not just the church community but the mm-hmm. church community in indiana okay right? yeah okay, there, yeah, there right. we go so having showbiz aspirations there mm-hmm. in general uh is like oh they're there dear now that's that's really cute but what do you really <laughs> want to be when you grow up right right that's a reaction that you'll get from a responsible parent and yeah, my, yeah. thank heaven my parents were very responsible people yeah i uh, just wanted to look out for my own future uh, that i was seemed to be very cavalier about like no i'm gonna be famous <laughs> you know uh so yes my um the thing is, my, thank heaven that my parents, uh, my dad passed away when I was 18. Mm. Uh, he was 50 years old. I am now approaching that age and, and you know, lots of life issue, a lot of life questions and, you know, uh, thoughts about my own mortality are facing me, you know, no. it's an interesting time of life. But, um, 
my dad was very much a lover of showbiz. He would take us to the movies every week. We would see everything from old, from musicals to war movies to mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of things. My dad was a, a connoisseur of film, mm-hmm. so uh, so he didn't think that going to the film movies was sinful. Yeah. Certain ones might be, okay. No. Uh, my mom monitored our television watching. Uh, there was a show, and I, I, I'm going to admit to, if she's listening, she'll now hear. All right. uh, she forbade me to watch Bewitched uh, oh. when I was a kid. It was a half-hour sitcom thing. as a witch, and she, yeah. was, she was the hero of the story uh, every week. Um, and she would wiggle her nose and make something supernatural happen. And it's like, oh, that was certainly not a godly power. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and so I was forbidden to watch that. Yeah. But I would sneak and watch it because it was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, did I end up believing that, that, uh, that, that I could wiggle my nose and make, make the door fly open? No, of course not. Did you try it at least once? Uh, well, we all try, sure, sure, sure. Well, just, just but you know, what? Uh, I saw no difference between that and Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, whisking her her hands in the air and all the clothes fly into the drawers. Yeah. Or her putting out her umbrella and she flies across the city. Yeah. Um, you know, fantasy uh, takes us to a place that, that where imagination lives, and and I just. Um, I, I, another, another, thing, another thing sinful about that, um, if we try to incorporate, you know, incorporate. Uh, if we if we rely on that fantasy in our real life, then we, we might be crossing over into something. But um, but it just uh, fantasy and imagination takes us to a, a place of, of of possibilities. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's uh, there there the possibilities might be beyond uh, the, the box we're trying to put them into. You yeah. Know? So a good modern equivalent, I think, is is uh, people's reaction to the Harry Potter films. Um, uh, sure. You know, it's and and what fascinates me because I um, I've lived. A lot of places, but uh, I, uh, my junior at the beginning of my junior year of high school, I moved to Springfield, Missouri, from Denver, Colorado, and uh, you know, I, I and I loved movies, and my much much like yourself, my my dad uh, kind of took me through like some of the better movies uh, out there, and um, and so and and my church community in Denver was was pretty much uh, there pretty supportive most of the time um and then i moved to missouri and all of a sudden southern missouri and all of a sudden there's a i run across like a very different uh very different mindset and uh, and what's fascinating is that some types of fantasy were acceptable uh, for example like a lord of the rings um because there was a because there's a a, a more overt like christian element to it and right and tokian was you know uh Catholic, I believe, um, yeah. but you know, good friends with C.S. Lewis, and but you there's know, still supernatural powers at work there. Yeah, that, there's that, still a yeah, still a wizard. You know, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, does that mean we? I want to be a wizard? Yeah, not necessarily. <laughs> right. And so, so it's just it's interesting the way certain things are are Except okay and some and things are not. Yeah, but uh, uh, that's an age old uh, conflict that that or controversy that will that will never quit. Yeah. In, in the, within the church community, um, <clears throat> and that's fine. Uh, and I don't think that there's any. The, the mistake that we'll fall into is if, is if we seek a black and white answer for every person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there, 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 are, there are shades of I mean, right and wrong is a black and white issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sin, not sin, black and white issue. Yes. The Bible says so. Mm-hmm. Um, entertainment though. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I really don't. And each person who watches something or in, in my position acts in something. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a blow by blow situation. It's a, it's a circumstance by circumstance, story by story, film by film for me. Um, a situation where 
um, it, it might be right for me to play in something that other people wouldn't have said yes to. Right. Or it might be okay for me to watch something that other people would not say yes to. Yeah. And vice versa. I'll say no to watching something or being in something that other pe- Christians might have said, well, yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, that's between you and God. That's between, and for, for and the, the harshest people on a Christian in show business are other Christians, unfortunately. Yeah. The uh, the the unreached folks out there uh, are very lenient, more yeah. so than you would ever think. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, my wife and I, went to uh, I won't say his name, but uh, we went to college with a, a guy who, uh, uh, while he was not uh, an actor or, or he was a musician, but uh, he he had very definite opinions yeah. about what an actor, what a Christian actor should and should not uh, appear in. Right. So much so he wrote. Uh, like a like independent of any kind of class i think mm-hmm. uh he may have submitted it to a class later but he wrote it on his own like wrote a, like an eight page paper like a the- almost a thesis mm-hmm. on uh on you know being able to tell what's what's right and what isn't for an actor to be in and right. uh, and he gave it to me and i just said like you know what what happens if you have to play you know you might need to play a villain or an antagonist yeah. not every character you know mm-hmm. You take away any kind of conflict, and who cares right. at that point? It's just even in a great story with a, with a great redemptive ending, someone's got to play the bad guy, the, yeah. the, the the antagonist in that story. Yeah. And I and as a tall, skinny, goofy character actor guy, I either <laughs> have to be funny or scary. Yeah. That means I often get the villain role. Yeah. So uh, so it's not a question of oh, I don't want to play a sinful character. Right. If I'm in a story where where someone has to rise to the top and, and win triumphantly by the end, mm-hmm. um, he's got to make it through hurdles. And if I have to play one of those hurdles, great, yeah. you know. And even the, even the hero himself, the hurdles might be personal, right? And it's just like, well, who you know, who among us is perfect and has and doesn't have to deal with any right. of these things? You know, we don't live in a G-rated society. The minute I accepted Christ in my life at age six, I did not live a sinless <laughs> life ever since then. Yeah, no, we, we I absolutely go through waves where I question my own faith even or where I uh, will make a blatant mistake and then have to get on my knees and ask God's forgiveness for yeah. it later just uh, you know to yeah. find some peace yeah yeah so uh, okay well I, I think we'll uh, so we'll skip ahead a little bit yeah. um, and uh, well actually real quick um, do you have any this I, I did not uh, prep you for this question okay. so and there's not really an easy answer for it uh, oh okay good so, now sorry, I'm scared sorry <laughs> um do you have any, um, you know, do you have any advice for an art, you know, an artistic minded Christian who's a part of a Christian community, whether it be a church or just a, an, an entire area? Um, do you have any advice for and, and the area has a very definite opinion about the kind of movies or whatever uh, that a person should and shouldn't watch and certainly should or shouldn't be in? Um, do you have any advice or any encouragement to give that person? Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't have a, a prepared speech at a podium for no. that. For that, <laughs> here's my uh, my official advice to anyone in that circumstance. Yeah, no. all I know is like how it's been for me. You know, no. um, I can speak from a place of uh, <laughs> of having Christians around me questioning my my decision making all my life. No. Um, and uh, but then also seeing um, some after effect of the. Uh, of the non-believers that I might have brushed with mm-hmm. uh, in that circumstance that, that others think I should have said no to. Yeah. Uh, and then the, then the positive outcome from that. And if you want to jump ahead, let's, let's jump into okay. the movie Legion that's in theaters right now. Right. Um, which is a prime example of, of a, of a decision that was not easy to come by for me. Right. 
Um, I am involved in the movie. I did. Yeah. Um, uh, I was. Yeah. So my advice to, to anyone in this situation is going to come out and how this story plays out. For me okay. Right now. Okay. Uh, when I was approached about being in the movie Legion, um, I didn't know anything about it. I read the script. And as I'm reading the script, it's like, wow, what a great action-packed story. And it's the angel Michael has swooped down from heaven. And then, oh, he's cutting his wings off? Yeah. And in an act of defiance? And, and then, uh-oh. And then by the end of the film, you realize that, like, God has called for the end of humanity and yeah. has sent a legion of angels to do the dirty work um, mm-hmm. on Earth. So by the end of the story, there's like a there's a a, a bunch of people that are are holed up in a um, a truck stop out in the desert somewhere, and they're like the the few of the remaining survivors that haven't yeah. been turned yet. Uh, the legion, the, all these angels inhabit human being bodies and then make them sort of self destruct. That's mm-hmm. kind of how how the the demise of the human race is happening. Um, so there's a, there's a bunch of people, a few people in a truck stop that that are safe from this right now. Uh, so the movie is them warding off all these angels that are trying to get at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it seems like God's the bad guy. Uh, the heroes are these people who are being rebellious and defiant. And that, you know, these angels that we've all come to know as Christians that are protect us and inspire us and, and mm-hmm. comfort us uh, are now these villainous bad guys. So I did have a, a tr- when I turned the, the la- great read, great, exciting story, great action, Characters all with the development and the, and, the, and the mystery that leads you on to the, it deserves a sequel, mm-hmm. all that. Artistically, it's like, wow. The Christian to me was like, wow. <laughs> right? So this required a coffee date with the director. I, yeah. I wasn't going to say, I, I rarely say a flat yes or no um, unless it's blatant. I've yeah. been, I get offered a lot of horror films that are blood and guts, s- strong sexuality that just glorifies uh, the ick. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, um, the villain has learned nothing, and and they give him sequel potential right. uh, by leaving him alive and leave, leaving the the good guy actually losing. Yeah. That, that's the, the formula for for what we like to call torture porn horror. You yeah. know, um, that's not a big fan of. I will I'll, I'll say I'll read a script like that, get twenty pages in, and realize what what I'm what they're offering me, and uh, that's an easy no to say for me. Yeah. Um, uh, but again. As a human being that's flawed myself, I'm not in a position to look at another Christian accepting that movie and right. saying, uh, wrong, wrong, sinner, sinner, you're going to hell for that. Right. That's not my place to do that. That is God between God and that actor, not mm-hmm. me. So um, my decision with Legion, though, um, there, this this movie was, it, it had enough to it that like it de- it was going to hinge on how that director told that story. Right. You know, I wanted to have a coffee date with that director, Scott Stewart brilliant funny artistic smart man this was his first feature film and uh sitting down with him i just launched in right away and i said i know you're asking me to do a 90 second cameo in this film right that doesn't give me a whole lot of leverage to, to, <laughs> to change your course of the how you tell this story i just but if if you're coming to me to do this very showcase special cameo moment in the film and you want doug jones to be the person who plays that part for you mm-hmm. uh that means something different now than it did 10 years ago yeah. and it brings some weight with it and some attention to it so i need to be sure that i feel comfortable about that attention that i'm going to be getting for this film before i say yes to it right i'm a christian this story delves into biblical theology a lot mm-hmm. uh we've we've got uh and and 
And what I'm seeing is a very angry, vindictive God and angels who are cussing at people and, you know, trying to kill them. It's, it, just, it, it just goes against everything I know. Mm-hmm. He said, um, he said, well, you know, I told uh, uh, he said, let's pretend he has, he has a Jewish background himself and okay. lots of Jewish friends. And, and he's run this by this story by them. He said, let's pretend we're living in the old Testament. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend the new Testament with its redemptive, uh, you know, storyline in the gospels, let's pretend that doesn't exist yet. Let's go back in time and fa- this is where fantasy and imagination takes us. Okay. Right. And let's retell the story of the flood that Noah's family survived. Yeah. Okay. If you go back in time and visualize what it was like to live in a village with rain coming down like that mm-hmm. and your buildings getting swept away and people running into like trees and getting torn apart as the current's taking them, it was a very violent, violent, real story that happened in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? That we as Christians were taught in Sunday school. Yeah. He's retelling that story um, in a modern day setting with a different method of ending humanity that's still very violent, yeah. um, but it's not a flood. It's a more of a, a flood of angels. Yeah. The character I was to play was one of the first raindrops of that flood, basically. Um, my character shows up, and it's like, uh-oh. When you realize what I am, yeah. uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm an angel-inhabited human who's t- about to turn, um, then, uh, then you realize, uh-oh, what's coming behind him. Yeah. And so I, it was a very pivotal part of the film. So he explained that to me. And then that posed the question in our discussion, if we were living in Old Testament times, would humanity, I look, look around us, look mm-hmm. around your city, your state, your, your community, would we deserve another flood, another cleansing? Yeah. Are we at a place like that as a society? Uh, my hand's in the air. Yes, I think so. Thank heaven for the New Testament. And, that, yeah. and that's what, what, this, what this discussion brought up for me was, I had a flashback to a conversation I had when I did Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. speaking of that movie with witches played by Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy. Um, I was, um, I was involved in that movie and, and, uh, family film, Disney movie, Hocus Pocus was, and, uh, but still the, you know, the stars of the movie were, were witches mm-hmm. from old Salem who who have reanimated now in, in, in modern day. Um, one of our producers was Ralph Winter. Ralph Winter is a is a is a uh, a very outspoken Christian, but mm-hmm. also a very good producer. He's he was involved with X Men, right? X Men, Fantastic Four, one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a huge producer. Uh, Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Um, his credits are you know as long as your arm. Uh, so he's really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, on Hocus Pocus, uh, I caught wind that he was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so one of my first days on the set, uh, getting to talk with him, I said, Ralph, I hear you're a Christian. I am too. Help me feel good about doing this movie with witches as a, as a focal point in it. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, uh, look at what the witches are actually playing. They are the villains of the story. Even though there's, they're the, the poster, you know, actresses in the film, they're also the villains. The heroes are the kids. Mm-hmm. And he said, they're going to make this movie with or without us. Yeah. Wouldn't it be a better story with us? And he said, as a Christian producer, he has a lot of decisions to make in the day mm-hmm. that can gear and sway a story or a character a different direction than, than uh, another choice might have been. Mm-hmm. Me, I had that same kind of swaying, leaning uh, power with the character that I was playing. Yeah. It might have come out as Billy Butcherson might have been different if someone else had played him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I understood a certain concept then that 
and there is a line that you come to. They're, they're, they're going to make porn with or without us as well. Yeah. Does that mean we should be involved? Um, probably not. Again, between yeah. you and God, but please, you know, uh, check yourself at the door on that one. But, um, but, uh, uh, but when, it, when it's in these more grayer areas, it's like, hmm, do we have a chance to make it a better product and to, make, uh, and, and to have a platform to witness from with it? Let's, mm-hmm. let's pretend. And that could be anything from the people that you work with and meet on the set Mm-hmm. that you have an influence uh, on that you weren't expecting to happen or the product itself comes out and you're interviewed by the press and you're talking to millions of people in an interview right. where you get to say something that, that, that a non-Christian actor wouldn't have come up with. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, uh, those, that's what happens. And that's what happened with Legion. I'm sitting there now with a decision on my lap. Um, you know, the way he's telling me that he's going to direct this story, uh, it, it's a discussion starter. Is humanity at a place where we deserve another cleansing, another flood? Right. Uh, and and that question being raised is a great discussion starter. Uh, and we do have the Bible in its entirety with the New Testament has answers for that. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Christ came to earth. Um, uh, you know, God became man uh, to show us an example of how to live and to pay for our, the sins that we were going to be committing right. <laughs> from then and now in the, in the, in, in the future. Um, all paid for, all, all, all forgiven if we just accept that, that gift and, 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 and that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, so with an entire Bible on my shelf at home, yeah. I knew that I might have something to say about that when this movie comes out and when attention is given to me for being in it. Right. Sure enough, that's been the outcome. <clears throat> I've been interviewed a lot over the last month when the movie was released. I did some press junketing with the, the film, um, and and um, and uh, and the theology question comes up in all the mainstream press because it's such a <clears throat> theolo- uh, it's a, such a <clears throat> you know God and angels sort of themed movie. Uh, questions of theology are going to come up even with someone from the New York Times or right. Entertainment Tonight. Right. They're going to ask about that. So when they do. Um, I'm in a position to say, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, well, it, it is controversial. And, and, uh, I would not say that this movie should be shown in church to teach you the way right. uh, of the Lord. Um, it's a piece of entertainment that gives you some what ifs and, and gets a discussion started. And that discussion, I think we should take that discussion to church. If we want some good preaching and you want some good fellowship with other Christians, go to church. In fact, please come to mine with me. You're all welcome. <laughs> um, but if you want to go see a great uh, movie with some great action, then we go see Legion the Saturday night before. You know what I mean? And then let's talk about it in church on Sunday. Uh, that, that's kind of the answer I was giving. And that, that the good news for me about this story, you know, and I, I, would, I would tell anybody in the press that it's kind of a, what, what Scott Stewart, our director, told me. Mm-hmm. Retelling of the flood story. The good news, though, is that when you go home from watching that movie, um, the Bible on your shelf at home has more in it. Yeah. There is a New Testament that has all the good news about redemption and forgiveness and a Christ that, that, uh, that understands you, that gets you, that died on a cross to pay for all of your sins. That's the good news. I was saying that in all of the press outlets. Nice. Now, that's something, uh, that's an opportunity that, that, I, that I saw ahead of time when I went all the way back to my coffee date with Scott Stewart. Yeah. In, in an instance where another Christian may have come up with, with a very valid decision to not do this movie, mm-hmm. I made another decision that I considered valid to go ahead and do it yeah. and, then, and then to have this platform to speak from. Now, um, I've gotten some 
commentary back. Now, uh, Christianity Today was one of the news outlets that actually did talk with me. Yeah. I uh, did an hour and a half interview uh, with uh, um, with them. Great interview. Uh, very respectful. And they did a wonderful article and, and printed the interview up beautifully. I thought it was, I was very happy with the way it, it came out. I was expecting... Uh, a lot of backlash from Christians, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with, with not respecting my decision making. There have been one or two comments, you know, and on, on the Internet version of, of the magazine, of course, yeah. there is the uh, the comment section down below that anybody can comment on. Those things are exhausting. And they're really. exhausting. Right? And, they, and they can they can be they can be demoralizing. Yeah. Um, but uh, most of it is very supportive and very, uh, you know, understanding of the position that I'm taking on this. And uh, there are one or two comments that are gently telling me that I probably need to review uh, sin and portrayal of it and, uh, and, and, you know, lightness, darkness, and can they live together and all that, um, which is fine. And they're welcome to that opinion. But, but I really honestly came out of it relatively unscathed. Uh, yeah. and, and for that, I'm very, very happy. And I, I'll stick with my position on this one just because um, um, not, just, not just a thousand, but tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have heard me speak about that Bible on my shelf at home yeah. that, uh, that wouldn't have heard that particular message that day during that press junket for that movie had someone else played that part. So, um, so I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to, I'm, I want, I'm glad I took that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that they can, cause you know, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I went and saw it with some friends to kind of prepare for, for this episode and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and it's offensive. No, it's got offensive. I mean, yeah. your Christian sensibilities will, will be jolted. <laughs> yeah, I believe I described it as a theological shotgun blast to the face. Right, right. It's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's. We certainly were talking about it, and, right? And I'll, I'll censor this because uh, I, I try not to swear on the show, even right. though I, I do a little bit in real life. <laughs> um, the the beginning and the end of the films uh, starts. You know, it has a. Uh, some voiceover yeah. in which someone talks about you know God getting tired of all the BS, all the BS, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's one of those things where you know you can talk about that and just like yeah, in the Old Testament when God got tired of all the BS, he usually did something. I won't say rash, but I'll say drastic. Yeah, um, there's a lot of wrath in the in that Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, and then but the wonderful thing is that after a while he started you know not that. I hate to put it this way, like, he started to realize as if he didn't know, but, like, he realized that, oh, here's what I'll do. I'm tired of all this BS, and so I'm going to do something about it, you know, mm-hmm. so that someone, so that a price is still paid for it, mm-hmm. but it's going to be by me, mm-hmm. not them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and it does, as you say, like, that what if scenario that like man if we didn't have this this is what we would have in store for us and uh and it really does you know it as you said you're not in it very long but mm-hmm. i mean you're you're in it like you said 90 seconds in a film but i was used all over the advertising yeah. they made t-shirts of me i was in the tv commercials yeah. the trailers in the theater no but yeah it was everywhere <laughs> yeah and but you were able to take that 90 seconds and parlay it into a significant discussion with a lot of different news outlets and as you said people you know people heard things that they wouldn't have been able to hear otherwise and then there's an like another flip side to that which is there might be christians out there one of the one of the things about this show that i'm trying to do is i'm trying to encourage christians who feel like maybe they should come out to hollywood 
because they feel like God is calling them out here mm-hmm. to be a part of Hollywood and maybe mm-hmm. wherever they are, people are saying, no, 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 don't do that. Hollywood is sinful. Go with Cloud 10 Productions or something like that. <laughs> right. And, uh, and there are both schools of thought very yeah. active. I mean, you'll, you'll hear encouragement from your yeah. hometown. You'll also hear discouragement, yeah. as, I, as I did. And, and so, but by seeing your involvement in this or like a Hellboy or a Pan's Labyrinth mm-hmm. or something that, that some, some Christians, not all, and I won't even say, uh, say in a certain region, just wherever, would say like, oh, I can't believe anyone was in that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, but my being in it does not necessarily mean I'm endorsing what it's about. Correct. But I can, I can find something good in it, even if it's not in the film itself, but more right. the conversation that can start from it. And it really, so I, I see your involvement in the film as just, just uh, like a per, like a personal testimony to, mm-hmm. to those who might have some qualms about coming out here. Right. That's just like, you know, right. uh, as you say, it's between you and God yeah. and, uh, and God can really use anything. You can you know? indeed. You can um, indeed. Yeah. I mean, Thank it's, heaven. I know plenty of people who are deeply offended by Last Temptation of Christ. It made me cry. Now, that's a great example right mm-hmm. there. I had heard a lot of scuttlebutt about Last Temptation of Christ with a lot of a lot of Christian community folk coming out against it, picketing, drawing a lot of attention to the film mm-hmm. uh, because of their protesting. Ask 90% of them if they had seen the film, and they yeah. hadn't. That's that now. That's where I'm. That's where I'm going to have a pet peeve. Yeah. If you're going to bash something, know what you're bashing. Right. Watch it, evaluate it, and then see, and, and then then say what's what what is wrong in your eyes about it or whatever. Yeah. Um. I hadn't seen Last Day of Temptation of Christ until years later. We finally like rented it on video. I think on the VHS. <laughs> and uh, I remember those. Yeah. And Mrs. Laurie and I watched it and was like, oh, that's what they were protesting because they'd heard that in the film there was imagery of. Jesus having getting married and having kids and it's like uh and he never would have done that. Yeah. Well, it was a it was a flash that he it was a, a head trip that he had yeah. on the cross where I mean we all hear that Jesus was 100% man, 100% God at the, yeah. in the same being. Wouldn't the man part of him have had a head trip like yeah. there's got to be a way out of this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like isn't there a way I can save myself? Yeah. And and have this imagery in his mind of like I could have a normal life with love and you know, laughter and kids running around my feet. Um, but he then he but then the movie ends with him re- remembering you know, yeah. his responsibility as God yeah. on earth. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't nearly as offensive as I'd been taught to, it was going to be. Yeah, not not at all. I mean, right. it's uh, and then the flip side of that, and as I've said on the on the show before, is that uh, you know, uh, so uh, Passion of the Christ was hyped so much, and it's mm-hmm. a, it's a perfectly fine film. I, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it, but I watched it and I didn't feel much. Because uh, you know you're watching what everyone says you're watching the last act of a film. Yeah, it was like um, a literal, ta- uh, yeah. linear tale of, of yeah. The, what, yeah, which is great. Yeah, but I didn't, I, I, I didn't really feel like I knew Jesus in that film, and so God really can use anything, anything. Uh, to speak yeah. to somebody and yeah. just reaffirm the That's truth. Right. That's right. Um, now, uh, okay, we got we got a little bit more time. Um, mm. The uh, so you're very you're very outspoken about your faith. Uh, yeah. In Hollywood, yeah. um, I'm not saying that as a fault, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's not, I'm not being accusatory. Um, you know, and so what has uh, what has the reaction in Hollywood been? Yeah. Um, have you run across people who are just uh, jerks about it? Has it been surprisingly uh, surprisingly not? Nothing. Okay. Well, and the thing is, when you say outspoken, um, 
I, I, I don't know if that's, the, if that's exactly the right word to describe <laughs> me. All right. Um, because that uh, my my the I, I just basically live with uh, I am a Christian. I I believe that uh, I believe what I believe. I, my faith is what my faith is, and I walk into a room with all of that just as a real part of my being. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to sell it to anyone. I'm right. not trying to hide it from anyone. It just is. Yeah. I think that's um, so. Outspoken means, if you mean by that, honest and just like wearing it as right. a, as as a part of me. Yes, then that I do. Yeah. Um, outspoken as a salesman, I don't do. Yeah, um, and that that's that's the part where I I never want to be overt or or covert with my Christianity. Overt being uh, walking into a filming situation with my co-stars and the crew and expecting that all of them are going to fall to their knees and I'm going to convert them all before this movie's over. Darn yeah. it. Um, that's a very overt, preachy sort of uh, uh, way to go into a situation. Uh, that's going to hit people as I'm, you know, like you're a door-to-door salesman. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to buy today. Yeah. Uh, the covert approach then is I must be secret and no one, no one must ever know about my my faith, right. um, which would not be honest on me either. Right. Um, so if it comes up, it comes up. If a situation, uh, and even when I'm telling a story, like you know how I got started in the show business or how it continues. Um, I can't, I guess I cannot take credit for the th- wonderful things that have happened when these, when the phone rings and it's an opportunity that only God himself could have orchestrated. Mm-hmm. I will say that's a God thing. Yeah. You know, I will say, thank, thank God in heaven for, uh, you know, uh, the people that he's, that he's crossed my path with and the opportunities that have come with that, mm. you know, um, or, um, or mistakes that I've made. I'm happy to admit that I'm a sinner and because I carry the title Christian does not mean that I am perfect or better than anyone else at mm-hmm. all. In fact, in fact, it just means that my flaws um, are uh, louder <laughs> is what it means. Um, and um, when it comes to, you know, an, uh, an arena like Hollywood land where mm-hmm. movies are made and dreams are, are realized, um, you, you've got a, a lot of those people who are not Christians and a lot of people who are, have had a bad Christian experience or church experience that they would love to get away from. Hollywood is a great escape for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the kind of people that I, I meet often. Um, and do uh, does that person want to have to be preached at or mm-hmm. to be or to be be finger in face with, you know, here's the truth, buddy. Right. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, a softer, gentler approach, uh, being a good listener, holding hands and saying, yes, I understand that life has been hard for you yeah. as it has been for me. Yeah. And uh, the instead of saying, well, I'm a Christian and, and there, there is a perfect way to live. Mm. How about I'm a Christian and with that I've found that my flaws um, uh, and my sins um there, there's a, there's a redemptive place for them to go afterwards. There's a mm-hmm. place I can take all that. So don't watch me in my sin and judge Christianity or God right. off of my sinful nature. Um, watch the whole story. Watch what I do the next day after the sin has been committed. Right. I think that's where you you get a r- real definition of who a Christian is. Um, is not in the sin. We're, we're all going to sin. We're all going to make make mistakes because we're human. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's what we do with that mistake or that sin. Uh, th- watch that. Yeah. Um, if you see if, if you see them if you see somebody uh, proud of it and w- wallowing in it, that's yeah. that's one 
way. <laughs> the other way would be uh, if you watch them feel remorse about their actions, feel sorrow, feel... Uh, and and the action they take from that point on is to hit their knees and say, God, I was wrong. Please do forgive me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and thank you for... Um, for your grace that that uh, that allows me this moment right now <laughs> to come to you, uh, where you don't hold, where you don't punish me for my sin, but you actually take it on. Like no. that punishment was ultimately done on the cross when Christ took nails through his hands and feet. Yeah, that was that was his way of saying, "I will take your punishment for you." Yeah. No. Um, so you don't have to do this. You don't have to die this kind of death ever. All right. Well, I think on that uh, uplifting note, uh, <laughs> I think we'll we'll wrap this up. Um, yeah. I mean, I just uh, I wanted this this episode to not necessarily be uh, typically interviewee. You can mm-hmm. everyone can go and listen to the Battleship Pretension episode for for that. Um, I wanted this to be uh, getting to know you a little bit more and yeah, and you. your faith and and that sort of thing. And I think uh, I think we've accomplished that. So yeah. um, so thanks everybody for listening. Uh, go to morethanonelesson dot com to uh you know read the blogs and and engage in a discussion on the forum um you can go to itunes and uh, subscribe to the show and uh, leave a nice uh leave a nice uh message on there if you like Uh, that would be really wonderful um you can find me on twitter at more lessons um Doug is available at thedougjonesexperience.com. Thedougjonesexperience.com. That's right. And that's uh, all things interwebernet uh, for me. With the MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, you can find buttons for all that there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and there's and just in general, uh, there, you know, as I've, as I've said, uh, Doug has been in, involved in uh, a lot of films that I highly recommend, uh, including the first two uh, Hellboy uh, films. I say first. I, there's going to be a third at some point, right? We're, we're ever hopeful. Okay. Yeah, no, no idea. Stands to reason. Yeah. But uh, so those, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. And then, you know, uh, I was not a huge fan of uh, the film Legion for various reasons. Mm-hmm. But it, it does actually, it can start a conversation, even if the conversation is just you and your friends. How much you hated it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I guess <laughs> and, everything and, and starts. And why. To, yeah. 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 I mean, it can just be like how much you disagree with it. But at the same time, you know, uh, it's just about to end the show and now I'm not going to. So, um, yeah, it, it actually, uh, more and more lately I've, I've, I've really felt like, uh, something that, that we Christians do, um, is we just kind of skim over the old Testament because there's a lot of stuff in there that's hard to understand, but ugly. And, uh, and so like we kind of skim over it and then we get to the new Testament and the new Testament is of course wonderful. It's what makes us Christians. Um, but God was God in the old Testament. Mm-hmm. And so, like, so a, a, an understanding of what that have, must have been like to live in those times and what, you know, what God was. And and it really it's it, it's something that that I I'm part of a, a, a part of a small group Bible study and we've been going through uh, Luke. And then I, I really this kind of hit me. And uh, it certainly it, it 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 couldn't have been anything from me because I don't enjoy reading the Old Testament but I just really felt like, you know, this is something that I think we need to return to because it is part of the Bible. There are two testaments in there. And, uh, and at the very least, like, even if, if nothing else than just a precursor to the Old Testament, I think it's important that we that we uh, go in and try to understand it, whether it be in just contextually, but also just uh, just have a deeper understanding and appreciation of God. And mm-hmm. and is the reason that I bring it up is because Legion, like the, the what if, the like... What if there was no New Testament and we were all just living 
in the Old Testament, like, you know, how how scary that could be and seemingly seemingly hopeless mm-hmm. and uh and it's just you know and uh thank god quite literally thank god that we don't yeah absolutely. so yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. in that in that way i'd say maybe wait for video but uh watch legion with your friends and, and actually have a discussion about it afterwards so um all right well doug thank you very much for being here thank you so much for having me so and thank you for uh for your candor uh here and elsewhere and uh yeah thanks everybody for listening and we'll get you next time bye